ladies and gentlemen, on this 4th of July, and I hope that you have had an enjoyable 4th of July in the midst of much trouble, tragedy, and tribulations. I am late because I had some 4th of July food that was very good and I thank the Lord for it and I give him the glory the praise and the honor that uh, I was born in this country with all of her sins birth defects and faults and uh, having traveled around the world I know how good we have had it But things are getting worse because of our own sins, faults, and failures. Producers and directors, uh, give me the thumbs up on the sound. And uh, whether or not you can see me real good on the 4th of July. As many of you know, we had uh, an earlier service not too long ago. But I want to, uh, pardon me for a minute. I want to, by the grace of God, take this occasion of the 4th of July 2022 to preach in your hearing a simple message simple to me the reasons why we still love America but we don't like her as much as we used to the truth is according to even news reports. We're not that excited about being Americans as we used to be. And there's a reason for that. And you need to understand the reason is deeper than what most of you know. And it doesn't have anything to do with our military It does not really have anything to do with our government. It really doesn't have anything to do with our school system. Or our economy. And we're going to come from, no doubt, one of the most beautiful and most powerful sermons and passages of scripture probably the greatest sermon ever preached was preached by none other than Jesus Christ by the way Jesus Christ over 2,000 years ago told us everything that is happening and would happen so there's no excuse for the situation as it is today. 
So turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 uh, through 18. And I'm just reading most of these verses just to give you context. And because it is so powerful and so beautiful, so meaningful, so apropos to our day, all of it. But I'm, I'm trying to get to one verse, and that's where I'm going to preach from. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, and we're talking about none other than Jesus Christ, our Lord. His disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you. This includes family members as well. And persecute you. And shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Verse 12, rejoice and be exceeding glad. Exceeding glad, that's beyond glad and happiness. That's something else. <laughs> for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You see people, you must understand that the grace of God, salvation, and the blessed hope of God, the second coming of Christ, is all about moving people from sin, evil, ungodliness, unrighteousness, to godliness, righteousness, and sober-mindedness. If you're not going in that direction, God is not pleased, and uh, something is wrong. Now here's the verse I wanted to get to. Bear with me. Pay close attention. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his Sabbath, wherewith shall it be salted? 
it is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. And my beloved, sad to say, that is what has happened to much of the church in America today and thus the world. Allow me to read <clears throat> a few more verses for context purposes and to show you how important salt and light is in the Word of God. Verse 14, ye are the light of the world. Notice that Jesus Christ did not say you will be the light. He said you are the light. He didn't say you will be the salt. You are the salt. Present tense, right now. You're supposed to be that if you're saved and born again. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And he giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. That's a big difference by the way. For verily I say unto you, truly I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Allow me to share with you a few extra verses that just shows you the continuity of the Bible, the togetherness of the Bible, and how the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, dovetail together Mr. Andy Stanley and others who think we can unhitch the Old Testament uh, from the New Testament. That's like unhitching me from my blackness. It cannot happen. It's impossible. You understand? That's impossible. Leviticus chapter 2 verse 13 And every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. That's Old Testament. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering with all thine offerings. Thou shalt offer salt. God's people ought to be the salt of the world and we have lost our salva we have lost our flavor in the church today that's why oh yes we still remember America and we love what we remember but we don't like America as it is right now because the church has lost its flavor its salva and it's good for nothing. And it's being trodden under the foot of drag queens. Job 6.6 6. Can that which is unsavory be eaten without salt? Old Testament. Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? Mark 
chapter 9, verses 49 and 50. For everyone shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good. But if the salt have lost his saltness, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourselves, and have peace one with another. My, my, my. And watch this, Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. This is why you hear from time to time, uh, he was a little bit salty in his speech. That you may know how you ought to answer every man. And may I say here something I've been saying for the past month. The God kind of love may not always look like love or sound like love. And all people who are saved and born again know this. Dr. Dobson shook up the world when he wrote a book titled Love Must Be Tough. We must always remain salty with God's love and grace. But there comes a time where it may not sound like love, but it is love. What, we, what, what, what the prophet is telling you, what the man of God is telling you, what the preacher is telling you, what the world is hearing from the church. And the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, on fire for God, obedient to the great commandment and obedient to the great commission, could have stopped this damnable foolishness that is going on in this country right now, making most people in this country, even lost people who don't know what in the world is going on, not like the once great America like we used to. Hmm? Whose fault is it? Is it the, the lost people in society? No, you liar. It is the church. The so-called church. That's the reason why. And see, you're so lost yourself and so lost in your religiosity yourself, you can't even see what I'm talking about. Why is he always blaming the church? Because we're at fault. It is God's people who claim to be God's people who have turned out in many cases to be a bunch of Pharisees and Sadducees and hypocrites. Whited sepulchres. Serpents. I'm just using the words that Jesus used about you. And God does not play church. You may play church, but God does not play church. And you thought because he loved you so much. You thought because he was quiet for so long. You didn't understand he was giving you space to repent and to get yourself together. God is so loving, yes. He didn't want to do it, but, but you pushed him to do it. Uh, that's why you paid $21 for a little New York strip steak today. Mm, yeah. Uh, 
That's why you're suffering right now. Hamburger meat. You're paying out the nose for it now. You can't even get a lot of the stuff you're used to getting. In great old America. Oh, we still love America because we remember how uh, she used to be. On television this morning, uh, many of you have seen a man who just turned 100. His heart was broken. He fought for this country in multiple wars. And he said, this is not the country he fought for. He's broken hearted. I mean, his face was all contorted. You know, I mean, truly broken hearted. Broken hearted. When a 100 year old white man who fought for this country, who still is able to understand what's going on, breaks down and cries when his face is all contorted and twisted up. Because, watch this now, you know why? Because he's never seen this country do the stupid things that it is doing. His, I mean, move to tears. And he moved many other people to tears. Because we're doing demonic stupid stuff in America. (laughs) And some of you people are so ignorant, you don't understand that it's done on purpose. You think it's just by chance this stuff is happening. This has been a plan for years. And, 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 And sad to say, church, these devils are playing with you now. They already got you. They've already paid you off, you Judases. You know, you many of you preachers have been paid off, and you thought you can go back into your little cubbyhole church and and just live high on the hog and not and nobody know and just accept a few, uh, you know, homosexuals. We're going to just see them. That's what you told them before they paid you. Or we'll just see them as a, another group of sinners like adulterers and fornicators, divorced and remarried. And, and, and thank you for my 30 pieces of silver. I really needed that. Our church needed it as well. And thank you, Foundation of the Homosexuals, for giving us that money just to be quiet. It's inexplicable if you have not been paid. You Judases, you preachers, pastors, bishops, you have been bought, you have been bamboozled, you have run amok. And you don't even know that this has been a plan for years and afoot for years. And all of this stuff is orchestrated. It's not by chance that uh, the worst kind of homosexual, queer, LGBTQ devil is in your library down the street. Yes, that wonderful, beautiful library, quiet library in the veil, teaching your children. And it is in the newspaper today a so-called bare-breasted in 
bikini draws, thongs, is walking a little child down an aisle. Where are you, pastors? Where are you, bishops? Where are you, theologians? Huh? You have been bought with 30 pieces of silver. You don't have the power to say anything, and you won't say anything. You won't dare say anything because they already paid you. You don't want to give that money back. <clears throat> and they don't want your money back because they already got you. They already know what kind of person you are. You will deny Jesus. You will deny God. You will sell the church down the river. Because those drag queens at the library, they're in the church now, and they're coming to your church. And those drag queens, they're in your schools. They may not wear drag queen clothes, but they are doing worse. They're turning your little girls into boys. Her name was Betty. Now she comes from school. Now her name is Butch. The devil is a... Look at me real good. Don't bow your head yet on 4th of July. Right now, we're not praying. Right now, we're going to pray in a minute. No, no. No, don't bow your head yet. Don't get mad at me. And want to persecute the prophet who's telling you what you know is wrong. Or they're they not done with you yet. The drag queens who have you, you have allowed in the church, married man, married to a man, woman married to a woman, they're going to they gonna fool, fool you. They got something for you. They're going to come to church and demand. Because, you know, they put in $2,000 a week in the offering place. So you, you, they already know that you already bought the money. Don't, 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 don't look away from me. Don't bow your head, man, woman. Pastor's wife, you're the main one who brought them in. They knew they can get you because they do your hair and your nails. They're your little uh, half-girlfriend. They tell you how to dress and how to look, and you look stupid. Uh, let me just help you. Let me tell you. You people who are being dressed by queers, you pastors and pastor's wife, you look very, very uh, ridiculous. Seriously, you, you, you look like a cartoon character. Here you are with a big old uh, full rotund belly sticking out and they got you in a little jacket five times uh, uh, smaller than what you ought to be wearing. You ought to be wearing a preacher jacket like you used to. And a vest that covers all of that mess. And got you up there looking like Pinocchio. The devil is a lie. And some of you. How do you think the gays are going to dress you? How do you think the homosexuals are going to dress you. And put makeup on you and put your hair together. They're going to dress you like a drag queen. And some of you pastors wives. And some of you pastors. Look like drag queens in the pulpit. They're doing it on purpose. Got you got a tint of purple on your face, making you look just like a uh, what you call that animal? A unicorn. But it's, you know, it's no, it's no, 
no big deal, I guess, because you already said you you tap into your woman side, uh, a preacher, and some of you women tap into your man's side, and some of y'all look like a man too. Really, something's wrong somewhere. Uh, these things, my beloved, are not so to be. Huh? <laughs> Am I right about it? And and see. See, 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 the problem with sin, my beloved, sin will take you further than you wanted to go, make you pay more than you wanted to pay, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, see, and this is gross sin, beyond sin, abominations, sure enough. Somebody said, once you go black, you won't go back. But once you go gay and homosexual, you may never come back. You don't even have, some of you don't even know where back is. It's designed to do that to you. And make you crazy and lose your mind. And that's where some of you homosexuals and some of you lesbians. That's where you are. And somebody tell Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas to read my son's book, Daniel White the Fourth, and my book, a book that we wrote together. We instructed the Supreme Court what to do not to avoid this mess in the first place. And this could have been stopped by the church if the church had rose up like she should have. See? See, and that's what salt is all about, see. Preserves the situation. Huh? Talk to me. Huh? Keeps things, you know, how I ought to be. And the church helped to do that for many years. Until it was bamboozled and deceived. By a rich man. And a black president. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. The first black, so-called black president. See, uh, uh, let me help you. A real black man from America coming out of slavery would have never done that. I don't care if you like it or not. See, I I forget this black man uh, who, I forget his name. He's in Congress. He's right underneath Nancy Pelosi. You know who I'm talking about. He's from South Carolina. We would disagree on different things, but he would have never done any foolishness like that. His ancestors would have slapped the daylights out of him while he was sleeping. <laughs> we don't do that. Black folks don't do that. Go to Africa. Africa don't care about how much money you send. They're not doing that. There are bishops in Africa eyeing down and standing down and, and standing up and, and, and eyeing down the leaders of the English 
church, the Church of England. We don't. It's not in us to do that, my beloved. Oh, there's a few off the reservation, so to speak. But the generally speaking, black church folk. Are you kidding me? So we no. We kept that under control and under wraps for years, and that's what God expected us to continue to do. It's called salt, being salt in the world. No, 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 uh, uh, no, no. Uh-uh. Well, you can come to the church. You've been coming for years. We know that you something funny about you. You got some sugar in your tank, but as long as you don't export that mess up in here, because we will sure enough put you out of here. The real black man in the church. Yes, sir, we. They'll boot you right off the church property and ban you from the church. You try to pull some mess up in here, mess with somebody up in here. You devil. Oh, yeah. That's what we have done up until that point. And look at the mess that has been made. President Obama ought to be ashamed of himself. And if Michelle really supports him, which I don't believe she does, I don't believe she really supported this mess. One day she probably tell the truth. But if she did, she ought to be ashamed too. And all the black pastors and all the black preachers who were bought by Obama and the Democratic Party, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. And some of you Southern Baptists too. Andy Stanley, Dallas Theological Seminary graduate, trying to destroy the Bible to let homosexuals in become members of the church and drag queens and have drag queens teaching our children. You're a liar, your feet ain't made, and your heart pumps peanut butter. Otis Moss III, at least Otis Moss III, had enough sense. I believe his daddy told him, say, okay, now you done did your dirt, now shut up. Don't say anything else. Don't do like Andy Stanley. And try to destroy the Bible. And unhitch the Bible and all that. We can't. Uh-uh. Son, we can't do that. <laughs> no, we know what God will do to us. We don't play with God like that, boy. And if you notice, son, I ain't say I didn't say what the stuff you were saying. Uh, no, I ain't with that. That's old as Mars Jr. He try, and 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 on and on we can go. But allow me to get down into the message just a little bit further. And then I, I still have some 4th of July food to eat. I'm looking forward to it. I bought a barbecue sauce that'll make your tongue slap your brain out your head. Oh yes it will. And whether you like it or not, I have some fit vine wine to drink with it. I'm not mad most noble Festus. And Dr. John Stott, a friend of Billy Graham, said we should not ask what is wrong with the world. For that diagnosis has already been given. Rather, we should ask what has happened to the salt and the light. 
in the church. Now he said that a while back. But it stands true today. What happened to the salt, my brethren and my sistren? Huh? Huh? What happened to the light that you put on the bushel? The salt has lost itself. We know that that's the problem. That is the problem. I'm giving you the reason why we got this mess going on in this country. Now let me help you. We have caused the collateral damage. Now, put your thinking caps on now. Listen to me very carefully. Because you're getting me upset real quick already. And that is, you see, when I was lost... I knew there was something strange about Larry. We called it, he had some sugar in his tank. I was lost. And all, all that mattered to me, as long as you don't come near me with that, whatever that is, I, I, I don't have a problem with you. Don't just let me see you do anything and don't come near to me. Don't talk to me about nothing. And they were known for getting you hooked up with some uh, fat women back in the day. They, they, they didn't try, they approach you. They knew better. See, they knew better. Hey, let me help you to understand a little bit. I'm going to get a little, touch, little teaching on authority. There is something called moral authority. And even the devils respect it. See, some of you people don't understand the power of moral authority. Standing for what is right. Let me see if I can give you a little peek into it. Something that you people don't understand. That's happening even to this day. And I, I'm not I'm not into politics. I've never voted for anybody. I preach to everybody. But the, the, the segment of politicians who stand for moral righteousness, they have a certain invisible authority over the politicians who oppose moral righteousness that the evil people on that side they don't like it but they respect it and they kind of bow down to it even like the president is doing right now and some of the other people who want more evil they 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 acquiesce they don't totally submit. They play little games. And they acquiesce. It's, it's, I, I, I don't think I can do it justice and get it out of my mind that's been in my mind for over 20 or 30 years to you. Because, you know, you're so used to wanting everything to be a war. I've seen this decade to decade to decade. People who want stupid ungodliness, 
they have a certain kind of respect for those who want righteousness and they may not even be saved but they know that it's a moral authority thing I can't I don't know if I can get it across to you huh. yes but it's, and, and that little that little moral authority thing is what keeps us from doing stupid things like we're doing today Do you see how, <clears throat> let me move on. I was telling you uh, something else about this moral authority. Yea, back in the day, church authority. How, it, back in the day, how it kept the homosexuals in the closet. The salt did it. And in most of the black churches, they didn't preach on it. They just, they understood you were not going to bring that up in here. I don't care if you in the choir or whatever. We know your mama and your daddy, they know, we know they ain't about that. You, you don't pick this up from the devil somewhere. And as long as you keep your mouth shut and you stay your behind in the closet, we'll be fine. And, and, and you really can't be a member here if you're practicing anything. And what I was telling you is that when I was lost, I was just ignorant of all the whole thing. I just knew that you can't come to me talking to me about anything. And you, you had the broken wrist. That's what we, you know, you, all like that. You got sugar in your tank. Uh -uh. I, I, we never even dealt with, we never even had the same thing because they stayed in their house on the corner, you know, against the woods. We don't know what they did or who they did it with, if they did anything. Because the, the, the moral authorities sat down on the southern town like this right here. And the church and this authority, church authorities sat down. Don't come, they knew, knew better. They know better. You understand? And the church held a line for years. Up until the time I told you about. We don't need that. And, and, and because see. And the reason why God is so hard on it. And, and, and if you want to get God started. You start some foolishness like that. And then bring it up in his church. And all of that. But my point is this. The church knew better. And what the collateral damage is this. Now, people who didn't know better and who, they're just like I was before I got saved, totally ignorant of anything like that, that kind of mess. I knew something was not right about it. And I know you couldn't, I knew you couldn't talk to me about any, whatever the 
hell you are doing? Uh, talking about walking around here twitching? Wherever in hell you got that from, I was not in, I was into women twitching when I was lost. And to this day, uh, that's what I'm into. I, 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 there's nothing more beautiful than the movement of a woman. I don't know what in the world you looking at some, some ugly, stinking man for. I can't, uh, to this day, I don't know anything about that. Okay? But here's the problem. Here's the rub. You church folk. You know better. But the poor people, the couple, the the middle class couple, <clears throat> lost and on their way to hell, got four children, three children, 2.5 children, the American way, living in a ranch house, glad to be able to take their children to the school in the Vale. In fact, they moved to that community to take their child down there. They didn't know that Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid were going to be down there teaching their children. Butch being a woman who wants to be a man and look like a man, got a short haircut and fat. I don't care if you like it or not. Look at me real good. Don't bow your head yet. I'm going to pray in a minute. Like I told you, I got some more barbecue to eat myself. And some wine to drink. They don't know anything about this. They are totally deceived. They are totally unaware of what in the world is going on at their public schools. Whose fault is that? Is the teacher's fault? Is it the government's fault? No. Mm Mm-mm. Even though they planned it. It's our fault at the church. And don't you make any mistake about that. Don't you delude yourself and deceive yourself into thinking that that's not the case. That's the problem. While you having sex with Sylvia in the pastor's office. Or in a hotel room. Or in an apartment that you paid for. To do your hormone and your whoring around. Don't bow your head yet, preacher. It's not time to pray. While you swinging with the trustee board and the deacons in the church. While you got a boy toy, sir, in the bed with you and your wife. Because you let her have a girl toy. Huh? In the church. I'm talking to pastors and so-called church leaders who have taught the church basically that grace is for sinning not for doing righteousness and holiness and godliness you liar blind leading the blind You want to do evil, so you're going to twist the scriptures, just like Andy Stanley, your hero. The devil is a lie.
See, so so what's happening in the school system, which is impacting your church already, and down in the library system, all of this was planned. All of this was orchestrated, paid for. And you got some of the money yourself. You want to know why? We don't like America like we used to. And she's becoming uglier and uglier every day. It's because of the sins of the church. The hypocrisy of the church. The church not obeying God's great commandment. The church not obeying God's great commission. We failed God. The question is what has happened to the salt? And what has happened to the light? We have this darkness because the church is dark. The lights are out at the church house. I remember... God bless us with a big old church building on a hill. When I started the Gospel Light Church years ago. And it was a victory when we paid the huge electricity bill. And so what we would do is we would have an all night prayer meeting and the lights looked so beautiful in this church on the hill. And we kept the lights on all night long sitting on a hill. And thanks be to God, we didn't hide that light because we preached the gospel and shared the gospel all over that area. There's no doubt that just from our church alone, everybody got a witness, either directly door to door or by visiting the church or by passing out gospel tracts. And it looks so beautiful sitting on that hill at night when we were in an all-night prayer meeting celebrating and thanking God that the huge electricity bill was paid. What has happened to the salt? What has happened to the light? And so ladies and gentlemen, that's the beginning of this message. If the Lord tarries is coming, I'll probably be here all week, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, maybe preaching on this series. I must be the light to you, for those of you who are religious but you're not saved. Or you are irreligious and you're not saved. You found out tonight the truth that the problem with America and yes I have many enemies who hate me for saying this. Okay? So and quite frankly my life is at stake here by telling you this that the problem is the church the pastors and the bishops. We have failed you in, the, uh, in this country. The church has failed America. The church has failed God. The church has failed Jesus Christ. 
We're not talking about the remnant church, the 7,000 church, the faithful few church, the true church, but the church in general. We have to deal with both sides because the church in general is deceiving the people like you who are irreligious. They're hypocrites, they're phonies, and they're fake, but they look like the real thing. So that is the problem in America. That's why we still love America, because we remember how good America was. But we don't like America like we used to. I haven't even gotten to the newspaper article from the Gallup poll that says only 38% say they are proud to be Americans. I'll get into that tomorrow if the Lord should tarry his coming and we live. For right now, in case there is no tomorrow for me or for you, or if Jesus Christ comes back in the rapture of the church tonight, and I won't be here, let me tell you now how you can be saved in spite of the hypocrites, in spite of the false church members, in spite of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the false preachers. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. You have broken God's Ten Commandments. We all have. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have sinned against God by lying, by stealing, by lusting after people and after things. We have sinned against God by coveting what other people have. We have sinned against God by disobeying and dishonoring our parents. We have sinned against God by dishonoring God and by taking his name in vain. And other sins such as adultery, homosexuality, having sex with people we're not married to, drunkenness, rebelliousness, and on and on we can go. For not only have we sinned, we have sinned repeatedly in God's sight. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. There's a punishment. Oh, by the way, you're on death row. Welcome to the club. You say, what, preacher? I said, you're on death row. You just don't know when you're going to die. And nobody's going to stay it. I'm on death row. We're all on death row. We just don't know when we're going to die. That makes it even more frightening. We're on death row because of our sin. Our lying, our stealing, our thieving, our whoremongering around, our whoring around. Oh yes, we do love it. 
Uh, but uh, as Solomon wisely told us, you can do what you want as a free moral agent, but you're going to have to give an account to the God who made you. And what God wants you to understand about your death is that if he will allow you to die because of your sins, remember now the wages of sin is death, then God will allow you to burn in hell forever for your sins if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior in this life. You can bank on that. Okay? You, you, can, you can mark that down. Okay? See, you see the straight face that I have about this? This is what God wants me to do with you. To make you to understand that He is not playing. Now, He loves you. But, but he's not the loving, fuddy-duddy that people have and false preachers have told you that he is. That you can just do whatever you want and still think God's going to let you into heaven when in fact you're going to hell. Okay, you think this is hot? This is the best air conditioning in the world compared to hell, son, daughter. God does not play like that. God does not make up stuff. God does not lie. God can't lie. Jesus, his son, can't lie. And here's what Jesus wants you to know. And the reason why he preached on hell more than the prophets did, he preached on hell more than the apostles did, is because he wants you to get saved from hell by believing in him and what he has done to keep you out of hell. So thirdly, accept the fact, dear friend, that you're on the road to hell as I speak. Makes no difference how pretty you are, you're going to be pretty in hell. Makes no difference how handsome you are, how much money you have. If Bezos died today without believing in Jesus Christ, He's going to leave all of his billions behind and he's going to burn in hell forever. Same thing for Elon Musk. Elon Musk, after some problems with his family, bless his heart, he went to straight to see the Pope. That's, he's moving in the right direction. But the Pope can't save him. Only Jesus can. The Pope probably needs to be saved himself. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43-48, to me, this is the most striking sermon Jesus Christ preached on hell. He said, If thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. <clears throat> Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. The fire is never quenched. The fire is not quenched, constant burning in hell because of the wickedness and the evil and the sin that you have done in this life, and if thy foot offend thee. That means if your foot carries you to the club or carries you to somebody's house to have sex with that you're not legally married to, in God's sight, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. 
Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. The fire is not quenched. The fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. You like to sit at the computer and look at pornography. Pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place, my dear friend. As I said earlier, I believe that this particular heat is a part of our punishment for our sins. Because we've had hot days, but not this many hot days in a row. Where all the weather man can predict is hot, hot, hot. It's just a little taste. But this is nothing like hell is. You think this is hot. It's going to be hot like this every day in hell. I mean hot worse than this every day in hell. For the fire shall never be quenched. Now hell is bad news. Hell is sad news. Hell is bad news, but I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, the good news. He preached the bad news that you're going to hell. You're on your way to hell if you don't believe in him and repent of your sins. The good news is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish Perish in hell, that is, but have everlasting life. It is your choice. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and go to heaven with God in Jesus Christ, the angels and the saints, and experience everlasting life, or go to hell and experience torment and fire and pain and torture throughout eternity. It's up to you. It is your choice. All you have to do to be saved from hell is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Call on his name. Pray and ask him to save your soul. For he says, the word of God says, Call upon the name of the Lord, and thou you shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Make this your day. July the 4th, 2022. A day that you shall never see again. A day you've never seen before. Make this your day. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase. And mean it from your heart. Holy Father God. I admit that I am a sinner. I've sinned just like the preacher talked about. And Lord as you know even worse. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe with all of my heart that he suffered he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. 
was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my soul and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to change. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and ways and follow you in the newness of life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith as a Christian disciple. If you have a prayer request, please email that in as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you. Real good is my prayer. Uh, if the Lord tells his coming and we live, we'll be here tomorrow continuing with that message. And uh, we'll be glad to have you as always. In the meantime, pray without ceasing. Pray for us as well, for those of you who know God in prayer like that. And if God has blessed you tremendously, now if you live in uh, paycheck to paycheck, hand to mouth, you're barely making it. You can barely afford some, uh, uh, in this day and time, some cornflakes. Don't send us a dime. You just use your money for your family. But those of you that God has blessed tremendously, and you're sitting on hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, just $10,000 would last us uh, the rest of the year. Uh, for our ministry. $20,000 would uh, help us get a whole lot of things set up. However God has blessed you, if God has blessed you, and God is leading you to stand with us, at least send $7 to Gospel Light Society Cash App, Gospel Light Society PayPal, and uh, God will bless you for doing so. And uh, we would appreciate it. Let's all stand for prayer.
Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. I thank you for what you have done, for what you're doing, and for what you will do. I pray that you would still save over three million souls. If you have not done so through this ministry, and millions more through other ministries, and you can add on millions more through this ministry. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me the privilege to preach your holy gospel twice today. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Bless your people. Those who are truly saved, help them to pray without ceasing and repent of their sins. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until... Next time, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Pray for us tonight, and we'll be praying for you.